2013, the British government gave a green light to the UK's first nuclear power station in a generation. It will be built at Hinkley Point in Somerset by a consortium which is led by France's EDF Energy and includes Chinese investors. The government is guaranteeing to pay £92.50 per megawatt hour for the electricity generated, which is twice the current wholesale price. And Professor Keith Barnum, author of The Burning Answer, says that there are many reasons to think that this is far from a sound proposition. Very soon we're going to get to, to the situation that a wholesale electricity price is going to start coming down. And I'm absolutely sure the wind, wind power is producing this already. In 10 years' time, when we get this first nuclear reactor that uh, EDF are so keen to build in at Hinkley Point, the, the wholesale price of electricity in the UK will have fallen tremendously. And, uh, and yet we are, bear in mind that we, we, you and I, you the taxpayer and me as taxpayer, we are committed by the government policy to support the difference between the wholesale price and the uh, nuclear price, which is expected to be double the current price, let alone what the wholesale price will be in, in 10 years' time with all that, all that renewable. It is, again, completely crazy, and I actually can't see any sensible investor wanting to put their money. But, OK, we're the mugs. We're going we're gonna to have to pay the difference if they, if they do do it, I suppose. In the book, you, you talk about life cycle analysis and the fact that supposedly clean technologies could have wide, wildly varying carbon footprints. I don't think we actually know what the carbon footprint of nuclear power actually is. There are five stages in the production of nuclear electricity that we have to think about, in each of which carbon will be emitted. That is the construction of the nuclear power station, the operation of it, the preparation of the fuel, the disposal of any waste, and the decommissioning of the reactor, which of course also produces more waste that has to be disposed of. So there are these five elements. If you compare with the renewables, they only have the first two of those elements. They don't have any fuel. Waste can usually be recycled and is not a big uh, carbon emitter. Decommissioning is not a problem at all. The carbon emitted in all those five uh, parts of the nuclear cycle has to be calculated. Two of those components have yet to be fully developed the decommissioning, we've only just started decommissioning some, some reactors. Waste, we don't know where to, how we're going to store it, where we're going to store it. There are uncertainties there. So in calculating the amount of carbon to be emitted during the whole nuclear life cycle, um, there are some imponderables there. You actually find a great range of um, published values, uh, somewhere between uh, zero and 100 grams of carbon dioxide per kilowatt hour of electricity. Now, bear in mind that the Committee for Climate Change has pointed out we need to cut carbon emissions of new electricity generation uh, such that by 2030, the generators emit no more than 50 grams of carbon dioxide uh, per kilowatt hour. Some people have quite extensively at these different analyses, and, and the conclusion seems to be that the 
the biggest difference comes from from the fact that, of course, we don't know two of the five parts of the calculation, plus the fuel, the fuel cost. Again, fuel you don't have in, in the renewables. Uranium ore is very low concentration, has low concentration of uranium. Then the actual mining, milling, uh, and extraction of, of the uranium certainly involves a lot of ca- carbon release. And so that's one reason why people get different numbers. And bear in mind, all these numbers in the scientific literature for present reactors, the new EPR at Hinkley Point is a completely new sort of reactor. It's had a lot of modifications. Those modifications, quite rightly, have been made to the safety systems, and they're going to be very, very complicated. How much extra carbon is, is going to be released in all, in all that part of the life cycle? None of these published analyses deal with the new generation of EPR. It hasn't been calculated. It, in my mind, the only sensible thing is if the EU does give the OK, it does say that it's not a subsidy. If they decide they should go ahead, I think the next stage is there, there should be an environmental audit of this new reactor. The, the calculations of, of its carbon footprint made by EDF should be subject to peer review as all these other published studies have been, and then we can decide whether it is actually going to be above or below the Committee for Climate Change's limit. We just do not know at the moment.